1: <laughs> oh, recorded live. Yes. Okay.
2: This is <laughs> I love that sound. Love <laughs> that
3: jingle. <laughs> 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 right, so, um,
2: you can uh, put yours uh, on uh, stop, Dave, and then we'll marry the two if you if uh, that suits your purpose. Otherwise, you can just keep it going and. And well uh, it's up
3: to you it's up to you. I just push a button, I can turn it off, you know, it's up to you. Well go ahead go ahead and just keep it going and we'll just oh, okay. get it
2: to Joe and, and then we we can marry the two. Uh um, all right. Since we got old business out of the way and we got our recording going at a at a really good time, let's go into new business and uh Destry has a uh Item that he wants to put on the floor uh, definitely go ahead,
3: yes, um, it's something I wanted to bring forward for discussion for assembly right now for uh is something I'm doing at the national level that's uh being quite successful. I would like to see us doing it at state level um, it'll uh increase our partition participation drastically um a newsletter system installed on the server. With all the members' emails into it, where it can send out a notification fully automated the day before we have a conference call like
4: that oh.
2: okay um, that's a good idea I, I and my 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 thinking reason being is that if we get not only people coming to it, but we've got uh, ability for people to put comments to it or add comments to it or actually post to the newsletter. Of course, we don't wanna let everybody post in the newsletter. It should go through a filter so that we make sure we get clean copy up there. Uh, but I do see that the newsletter on the national website is getting used quite a bit so I pass information that way and then there's also some other categories but that's uh, that's that system and this is our system but I do believe an automated newsletter would maybe uh, also help the secretary with the notices and, and other stuff and that's just my thinking on it does anybody else got anything they want to add?
0: Going once.
5: I think it would be a good idea. Okay. Good.
0: Anybody else? Let's do a test to see how
2: it works. What was that again?
5: What was that last? That last comment, please.
1: A test phase. See if it works. And what works for the national may not, may or may not work for us. What's your? So there's something that we want
4: to test. I think it would be worth the while to use it to Use it as a trial to see how it works out and see what our response is, and then we could probably adapt it into a full time thing if wanted.
1: Well, how many people have actually physically got on this phone call that have not been on this phone call for months? How many here tonight? Just me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. I know, and, and the deal the deal is though is we need to we need to put something new in the in the front of people. Um, we we've got a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, most of the people that are in, in you know unable to attend for whatever reason that life has put in their path, or they're thinking um, if if they got the newsletter as a notice. You know, it might um, it might spark an interest. I guess is what I'm trying to get at, because we need to. You know, we we had the physical meetings, and I like the physical meetings personally myself. But I've also got to think of my brothers and sisters, and and especially in times, you know, this time of the year when we get these freak systems coming through and. Dump ice and then dump sleet and then dump uh, ice and then dump a little snow. It makes it kind of bad for travel. So, you know, any anything that we can come up with that may spark interest, I believe, would be something we should seriously consider. And basically that's what we're doing here is just discussing it uh, to, for consideration. Um Anybody else got anything they'd like to
3: add? May I? Yes. Um, Nick just got on, but I want to bring up an answer to a He is on this call. I haven't been here for a long time. I want to give an David Stubble has been been here since 2011. He's on the call tonight. I would like to ask David that if he had received a newsletter anytime between 2011 and now about this meeting, would he have attended well, that would have been helpful. You know, uh, I've actually made several attempts to get uh, in contact and in communication, and uh, you know, I, I didn't get any responses. Uh, I, I personally, uh, I, I would at least like to, you know, see it. You know, try something like that and see if it helps or not, and then decide. You know. Oh yeah. You, David, I agree.
2: I know we've always got this question too when we come up with something like this, a newsletter, who's going to be the editor, who's going to manage it, who's going to you know, put in the filler, or who's going to screen it, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. Um, again, if it's an automated message right up front and the rest of it is just content that is provided by key members, Um, There are a few of us that are pretty stable and capable with the computers, and and, you know it's it shouldn't if it's easy to post stuff like the newsletters on the assembly, uh, the national assembly site. It's fairly easy. I mean, it it didn't take me much to figure it out once I got all the directions down. So it it's uh, it's something that's not being an IT, I'm gonna go out on a real big limb here and say it's pretty easy to put up from what I heard. And once it's up and kind of automated uh with the stuff then it's just people going to it and adding whatever it is. And and then it goes out. I don't know as I'd want it to go out the day before. I I would think uh since this is uh what, this is Tuesday night huh? I probably would have liked uh had it go out maybe sunday mm-hmm. and then maybe trigger again monday uh if it's you know if it's automated we should be able to do that mm-hmm. but anyway um I would hope that that would in fact uh, you know reach people uh problem is is uh you know, what it just popped into my head is email changes. A lot of people change their emails and don't keep us updated. But we got a got a pretty good list of those that are available. And if we just start putting it out there, uh, and they and they do get it, and it come you know comes to them as a newsletter deal, and it has the call times and et cetera in it that they might get back to discussing things with us. Uh, I know next week uh, I've got some time, and I'm going to, uh, well, maybe I'm going to make that trip tomorrow. I can't remember. My days, I lost a whole day the other day, and I was working all day long thinking it was Sunday, and my brother called me and says, no, it's Monday. So it kind of ruined my week. But uh, (laughs) uh, Maybe tomorrow I'll get a chance to... uh, the hold of a couple of people that I've been wanting to talk to and ask some questions of. But I, I think a trial should be uh, seriously considered, uh, and since we're in a business point, we can take and uh, bring that up as a motion and uh, state it as a trial, and if it and, and give us a period, say like uh three months, four months, something like that. Uh and then uh we approve that and then have um the IT guys build it. I know it's gonna put work on our IT guys, but uh, uh we we gotta try something, I believe. And I hope I hope the IT guys are up to supporting it, so if there's any further discussion at this time, I'd like to hear it.
4: I have a question. Is this is Cindy.
2: What was that? What?
4: I said, this is Cindy. I do have a question. Okay. Now, we're we're talking about doing this through email. Is there a possibility we could also do it since we've got the, we all have these phones that are capable of text mailing? Can we, is there any possible way of doing oh. a, a text mail?
2: I don't know. That's nice That's, uh, well, we
3: that should be pretty, that.
2: that should be pretty easy.
1: That is possible. We will look into that. And the only thing is now you're compromising people's phone numbers out there too, just to let you know. Well, well yeah, people, it's, um,
3: people
2: it's can really, opt out. One at a time, guys, one at a time. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I want to explain about this email system and it what's it's revealed to the people and my authority receives a copy of it told when the call there are no there's there are no emails are revealed to nobody. It's an automated system, the only one who has access to that information is the administrator of the, of the program,
2: okay, so in other words, the the, the the actual listing of the addresses is all behind the scenes. It's never in the content of the newsletter or uh, or if texting is possible in the text. Is that correct? Am I understanding that right? That is correct. Okay. Is that the way you where you uh, get it there, Nick?
1: And honest, Robert, i got to go look at the system before I say anything anymore.
2: Okay. All right.
1: So, um. I, if, we, if we were to put any motion on the floor, it'd be something that we do a test trial here to see how it works with the assembly first before we go rolling it out. Test trial with a few people.
4: Well, seeing I would also think that the text on your phones are the same, they have the same. Hidden properties as well. That only the the text messages to the person's phone numbers that we have listed and everybody has availability or or Consec has availability to would have the same opportunity for another source of information. I yield.
2: Okay. Um. My I have my dumb phone in my hand and and I do get actually I can receive and send emails from my regular email address from this phone. And I think all the smartphones are have that same capability, don't they? Yes,
1: that's correct. Smartphones okay, so receive and send emails, no problem. A dumb phone can so don't receive text messages.
2: <laughs> okay, so anyway it's it. yeah, okay. that's a, yeah. Go ahead, Nick.
1: If they're not blocked. Yeah. I yield to you, Robert.
2: Okay. So I I think the trial run for this for like a, like a time period, uh, and I think the time period should begin after the system is capable of being initiated. Uh, Does that make sense? And then uh, from, from that date to whenever... Uh, we set as the trial period and then we uh, decide whether or not we want to make it permanent. Is that kind of how we want to move this thing? Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
5: yeah, I agree too.
2: Okay. So then we're going to,
3: if I'm, go ahead. It would take approximately uh, 10 minutes to set up in a, uh, a separate account on a server and take another five minutes to install the program, another 15 minutes to get it completely set up. And all it's left to do is enter email addresses and, uh, um, it's button and you're done. Okay.
2: So understand that it should be, we should be able to initiate it by the end of the week. Yes.
3: Um, it, it and the, address onto it where it comes from. The one on the national, I have it where it displays it's from Consec at National hyphen Decure dot the message originates from on their uh, message okay. The same with uh consec at MichiganDeaser dot that's where the message come from. The only thing is is uh if somebody somebody with all of the email addresses that Michigan Assembly members need to access the interim.
2: Okay. Joe, how long before you get your computer up?
1: I don't know. I gotta. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> you got the addresses, right?
1: Yeah, it's on Comsec.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say Comsec should be having those. Um, okay. Well. We got more than eight.
4: What
2: was that? that was <laughs> with, nine o'clock. Uh,
0: nine
2: o'clock. Um all right, so we're gonna we we need someone, uh Dester, since you floored it there, you wanna put the motion
3: out to uh for a trial period? yes yeah, um I guess uh, County move to uh, have an automated uh messaging system, newsletter system installed on the server and have the member's email address inserted into it so it can send out a national or a non national I subtract that send out a message to all the Michigan General Drift Assembly members with a notification of the upcoming increase participation. Okay, and that's uh,
2: to commence by the end of the week, right?
3: That is correct. Um, Not on the motion. I would like to add that if the assembly would give me permission, I would like to create the account, have it set up, and uh, give our communications secretary the login information with directions on entering email addresses.
1: That one will be done. Okay.
3: Wait, wait,
2: All right, Nick, comment?
1: Yeah, this next newsletter needs to be done on our Michigan Assembly server, so IT here will take care of it.
5: Okay, I, Destry, I need you. I, I have that uh, Destry Payne news to have. Um, oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
5: System. I guess I, I, guess I need to repeat. Okay. Automated messaging system. Yeah, thank you. Got, An automated I got message system. Okay. On the server, to send out a message concerning the newsletter... Uh so I I think I lost you after that. <laughs> to have an automated uh, message system on the server to send out
2: a newsletter.
5: A newsletter. Okay. N-U-J-A-M. Uh 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 what was that? Send out a newsletter.
0: From the
2: MGJA Comsec get to, get
5: Comsec.
2: to okay. notify
5: to notify
2: members
5: mm-hmm.
2: of meeting times and dates.
5: Meeting times and dates. sir Okay, and and that should be the end of it, correct? Commence by the end of the week. Yeah, commence by to end end okay. of the end. Trial, I'll commence trial a, by the end. Of the week. Completed by the end of the week. <coughs> as as a trial.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. And we and you didn't. Trial. S- yeah, I mean, we didn't set a time, but I mentioned 90 days or three months. However, let's just say three months.
5: Okay, as a trial run for the period of three months.
2: Right, and then and okay. then. Uh, okay, is that is that what what you <laughs> after we all had our input in it, Duster? Is that what your motion was?
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I wouldn't cancel. I wouldn't want, cancel it at the end of three months. I would just reevaluate it then.
2: Right. Reevaluate. There you go. Okay. All right. So, well,
5: I'm, I'm, uh, all right. All
2: right. All right.
5: Do you want me to read it again? Yes,
2: yeah, can.
5: Okay. District Pain moved to have. An automated message system on the server to send out a newsletter from MGJA ComSec to notify members of meeting times and dates. Um, This will be completed by the end of the week as a trial run for the period of three months after which it will be evaluated.
0: Re-evaluate.
5: Um, okay. After which it will be re-evaluated. Okay. <laughs> okay. Somebody needs to second this.
3: Dan Colby, second moment.
5: Thank you, Dan.
0: Okay.
2: And the second.
5: Was by Dan Colby
2: was by Dan Colby, okay, cool um, any further discussions okay, are there any abstentions? Are there any nays all in favor? Hi. Okay.
0: Bye. All right. Any uh,
2: any other new business?
0: Be floored.
2: Okay, closing out new business. In uh, general discussion here, uh, for the record, um, we've got these FOIA uh, situations are coming up. And, uh, Junior has got himself a workload that's going to protect him from Participating for for a little, uh, which is okay, um, because I have the the material also, and him and I has talked about this before. But the one thing that we need to come to a consensus with is what are the what's one subject or topic that is, would be all inclusive. Uh, The one that we've come to uh, discuss the most between him and I was all of these laws and statutes and codes and ordinances and regulations that are out there. The one thing that's supposed to be in front of all of them is a petition by someone, some group, some body of people to even begin considering it, and none of that we think has happened. We think that they're just pulling this stuff out of their drawers, and and uh, they word it to benefit them and not the people, so... We're kind of leaning toward, at least in my thinking and in his thinking, leaning toward the first FOIA being on one of the laws or one of the things that they've pushed upon us here recently that has all earmarkings of, again, um, removing a right from the people. And, uh, There's a couple of them, and that process of how a bill gets on the floor is one that I've been toying with. So if anybody in the Assembly has uh, another idea or another uh, subject or topic, uh, we need to start gathering that list. Or, or getting some some of this material together, and don't just give us a topic. If you got a topic, can you please do a little bit of research so that you have got some meat behind it, so that we can, we do start working with this. We got the the starting point or the reference, at least referencing it to the starting point. Does that make sense?
5: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. So in, in that general discussion, and that's what we're looking for is input uh, for, for anything beyond uh, how a bill gets put on the floor, what, what law they're using, what authority. Uh, I know Congress has to go by the authority given to them in the Constitution if they put anything on the floor at all. And in looking at that, they really can't. In our Constitution, I don't recall seeing anything in there about a bill being put on the floor by any legislative body, even though they've got a statute in there now that says they can do that. I want to know what they used as a reference to do that. So that's kind of my general discussion. Does anybody else got anything they'd like to bring up right quick?
4: So are you worried about where the states are, are considering possibly uh changing the, the Second Amendment?
2: What status? Is-
4: well, each state has to do it uh to themselves, you know, or within their own boundaries, but for instance like Michigan is now considering, let's say, the uh semi automatic guns. With a age limit on them. So how would how and that that's always bothered me is that you can you can change the Constitution, but you can't change the Bill of Rights. Which we all know, the Bill of Rights, the first ten um, amendments of the Bill of Rights, or the first ten articles, is included in the top of the Bill of Rights. But that
2: cannot be changed. Nope. They they can't change anything without it going through the people. And and what they did is they tried to hide their process by changing amending it to the to the Bill of Rights, which I can't do that either because the Bill of Rights is a standalone document and the reason that it stands alone is because the constitution would have never been ratified had they not approved the Bill of Rights. To be part of it, and they took to the be part of it as actually making it a part of the Constitution, which it is not. But yet they uh, put it in the educational system, but that that's the way it is. And now we know we know better. But the Second Amendment issue, uh, I, I think that's gotten you know probably a lot of uh, I don't know a lot of uh, heat around it, but the 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 front stuff, as to who can do it. Now, the states can't do it. The states cannot address the Bill of Rights by themselves. The only way that they can do that is with a is with a full-blown constitutional convention. And most of the states, even though they've been trying for a long time, everybody knows that they all want to send nothing but attorneys to it. And uh, then it ain't going to happen if all it gets sent to it is attorneys and and career politicians because the people need to have a voice and and that's one of the things that held up and is still holding up what the effort they're already making. Um. So, but that that is an issue if you want to, you know, if you want to foil their their authority, is what you're wanting to do is you're trying to find the authority. You know, what gives them the authority to even consider it to begin with? So, is it possible? Well,
4: along along with that, though, like you said, the voice of the people, they're also trying to go ahead and specifically limit the um, speech to designated areas. So if, if there is a rally or if there is any kind of a, uh, a people movement, that they are going to be subjected to, you know, whatever zone they're allowed to be in for their freedom of speech, which is, you know, that's also going in in the same area.
2: Well, here, here again, you know, that's that's why we're going to you know why I keep going back to this we need to um bring forth you know they have to bring forth their authority you know who petitioned it where did the petition come from who authorized it because the only the only way the law gets made is with people authorizing it and then the final arbiter on it is the people so here again um whatever, you know, however we label these FOIAs. Um, and and they've already got a real sleazy um, attorney that's, that's uh, wrapped up in it there. I can't remember her name, but she's married to one of them scumbags that, uh, uh, in that one law firm there in Washington, D.C. But she's represented the Clintons, and she represented Bush, Lisa something or other is her name, and uh, somebody went behind her and took all of her cases out of the court. Uh, Yeah, I remember that. You know, so it's like (laughs) find out anything about her, yet she's still out there representing people. So here's here's an instance of, you know, them trying to hide something on us. So that they can try to use it against us and say, Well, we've got a precedent. Well, where's the precedent? Well, we got it. Well, no, you ain't got it unless I see it and I got it too. So there there goes the argument he said, she said. But uh anyway the, the FOIA's is that issue. Uh anything beyond that? Um, any other general discussion?
5: Yes. This is Emily Gay. Okay. I um Well, one thing that I get a lot of emails on from um, uh, people that I've worked with is that uh, our our government seems to want to make Social Security a government benefit, as if they actually, uh, you know, have something to do with it, whereas that was um, something that we paid into as as uh, employees and our employers matched those um, funds. It didn't have anything to do with the government, but they want to now claim it as a government benefit. Right. I'd like to know where that decision came from. Who authorized that?
2: Exactly. And and I can tell you when they really did, when it really brought to the attention is that they changed the, uh, when this is another reason they got rid of giving people paper in their hands. Uh, we used uh-huh. to get our government social security checks and our pension checks, everything else yeah. in our hand, and it was issued by the United States Treasury, and it was listed yeah. on there. Uh, retirement, you know, something something, you yeah. know, social security retirement, uh, veterans uh-huh. retirement, armed services retirement. Well, if you if yep. you ever see one now here of late, it says up there on the top, uh, federal government benefits check.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So and that's been going on now for probably uh, at least ten, twelve years. But that's how they slide it in on you and say, well, we you know it's been a benefit for twelve years. So that what they're doing is they're doing these things, and nobody says anything about it. After a while, it just becomes the law. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but you're right. That is that is a good one.
5: They posted. They posted in the um, federal register. As nobody protests, it's law. Yep. Well, um, I know I people
4: planning. who have been protesting
5: it. They've written their congressmen.
4: Yeah. Right, right. That's true. Um, would not the attorney general have to be somebody that we would have to confront up front about this stuff?
2: The attorney general is going to side with the courts because that's who uh, who his handlers are.
4: What about the comptroller?
2: Same same thing i tried i I, uh, used the comptroller in my irs case and the comptroller was so arrogant that he never even answered in writing and when i called up and asked him what was going on and they said well who are you and i said well i'm going to reference a piece of mail here and i gave him the uh, registered mail number and the date that it was received by their mail office and they said, well, we've, we've never received no such thing. And I said, well, then somebody's lying to me and you are either lying by omission of your superiors or you're just out and out lying to me now, which is it. And they hung up on me.
0: <laughs>
2: so the comptroller of the currency, uh, he's a joke. Uh, FDIC, they're a joke. All they are is an accounting firm. That tells the taxpayers how much they're gonna pay when we bail these banks out. So it's Well, it's I thought crazy. the
4: FDIC has already gone bankrupt and it's is owned by uh lawyers anyway. They are also in they're also in bankruptcy.
3: Yeah.
2: But every bank out there's gotta have gotta pay into FDIC insurance, don't they? But there's no longer any FBI insurance. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> okay, Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What time we got?
1: Quarter after. Nine nine twenty one, Robert.
2: Yeah, nine twenty one. Um How
1: about elections. Elections.
2: You... Okay, yeah. Nick, what about the elections?
1: Election stuff is going out this weekend for final. Bios to be start coming in, and, and just watch for emails this weekend, please.
2: Okay.
5: I would like to hear from Mr. Baker, the man that had the the pigs, the wild pigs, right?
4: Mr. Baker is our guest tonight.
2: Mr. Baker, I'm wanna, here. Here. You want to give us a little
6: bit about that? exactly what would you like to know about that?
2: An update.
6: Where where do you Um, and
2: DNR stand right now?
6: Well, um, we we had a court case back in 2014 with them. Uh, They moved for dismissal is what they did because they decided that I had complied with their regulation. And uh, that's important to know because um, I did not comply with their regulation. But what they were afraid of in court was that we were going to use the Constitution. Uh, I had hired a lawyer, and at that time I really didn't understand that the lawyer was representing me and that I was just to sit there like a bump on the log, but I was just enough of a loose cannon that the judge felt as though it would be better to allow the dismissal and that we would just walk away from it. So the case was dismissed. I kept my pigs. DNR didn't get to do any of the stuff they wanted to do. They didn't get the money from me. They Find me something like seven hundred thousand dollars, but that it didn't end there, because you see the, these agencies that put together these regulations, they they don't forget, no, and uh, they're really no different than uh, than Walmart. You know, they have their own company rules, and if it violates your constitutional rights, they could care less because they have an agenda that they're working and that's what they're going to do. You know, they have a beneficiary. The Department of Agriculture has beneficiaries and that's who they are accountable to. So um, shortly after the court case ended, uh, I would have thought it would have been over and I could go back to doing business and just get back to my life. Uh, Department of Agriculture issued a search warrant, and they wanted to search my property. Um, This was in 2015. My property, my vehicles, my computers, they gave themselves three days to do it, 12 hours a day. They came with uh, two agents from the state and three state policemen. And uh, I, I made them wait a little bit, and they got a little bit... I think fear took over on them because I said, you have to wait until my friends come. And my friends were, you know, a retired engineer and a housewife. But I just needed somebody here to watch what was going on. Um. And so they left. They never did. They never uh, executed the search warrant. And then uh, a year later, they refused to give me my license to operate. Um, after they cash the check and now this year they've done a pretty systematic operation of going to all of my customers if, for those of you that don't know we're a farm and we do beef pork chicken and we sell to a lot of stores around here and restaurants but they've systematically gone to all of my customers and threatened them and they do it in a nice way you know they just say like the last. One was, they just said, Bakers Green Acres is under investigation, and we may have to come back and take all of this product off the shelf. Never did, but they make the store owner think that, wow, I could be out a thousand bucks here. So, And everybody's scared. You know, everybody's scared of the government right now. I don't know if you guys know this, but where I am, everybody's petrified of getting fined or whatever they're going to do. And yeah. uh, so... It comes down to contract law, and that's how I got involved with you all. Uh, Roger called me from Florida, and he said, uh, you, you, you better not enter into a contract with them again because you're, you're just asking for more of the same. So uh, relax, take a deep breath, step back for a bit, because things are changing. That's what he said. Yep. And now, I know this is happening. I know things are changing. Regardless of what we do, you know, there are other people that are doing things, big things, and I watch it every single day. I cannot get enough of it. So uh, Baker's Green Acres is not going to get a license from the state to operate this year, and so uh, we will not be selling meat. We will just have to sell uh, live animals and then provide processing services for the customers it's kind of semantics but if i'm not in a contract with these guys it limits their options to irritate me and uh we need a rest i mean my family needs a rest from it so i'm i'm looking at other jobs we're going to stay living here but we're not going to be commercial farmers anymore for a while you know i think things are going to change right So that's where Baker's Green Acres is at. Wow! Thanks, thanks for asking.
3: Yeah, it's a typical Better. example of ruling by intimidation. Yep. And well, see,
4: most most people don't realize that these the reasons why these uh, governments are setting up these departmental agencies is because they're not held to constitutional laws. And that way, they can go ahead and, and like you say, you know, set up all their regulations and stuff, and they don't have to be bound to the rights of the people or for the people.
6: You're exactly right. It's the same reason why the U.S. government uses contractors when we're in war zones. Mm But, you you know, I I, I think that this is going to get rolled up on its own. I I really do. Um, But one of the things that has worked really well for me is realizing that they have no authority. It's all perceived authority. I mean, they do mm-hmm. have, they will bring cops with them and they'll threaten to arrest you. But every single time they've threatened me, I've said, go ahead. I've I've hit the press the test button, like, go ahead, do it. Yep. And they never have done it. Um, and but, I think the public is starting to get a little bit more in tune and so and and that 's because we 're telling them you don 't have to listen to these guys you know and another thing another thing that really rocks their boat, they live amongst us, yeah. and they realize what they 're doing every day. They know that they don't work like we do, they know that they 're parasites. the department of agriculture has nothing to do with agriculture it has to do with control of an industry that generates a lot of money and they they know it they all know it and they also know that they live amongst us and that's a very uneasy feeling for them and robert i know that you're ex-military too and you've been places that are hostile so have i yep and when things fall apart those are the people that get pulled out of their homes you know when the authority is gone and and these people know this and so we're coming to a point now where they're starting to think do we really have control or don't we or we're going to lose control very quickly so i the other day two days ago i got a certified uh or i got a, a fedex package and it was an application to apply for my license with a very nicely worded letter and all this stuff, so it's like they're they're trying to suck me back into this contract because I make videos, you know. This stuff happens because the best way to to preempt this is to shine light on it and to tell you know my fellow citizens or my fellow men and women here in the United States, this is what these jerks are doing. And I even hold up their pictures. I say, "This is the guy that went into one of my stores and said that we're under investigation when we're not under investigation you know this is this is the woman that came and generated a search warrant to, to search my home over a picture of a ham in an online magazine see that that's that was how they did that yeah and it's it's time you know. A lot of times, Patriots will be sitting around saying, "I I know I'm on a list." I think it's time for the Patriots to make some lists. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm listening to you guys talk, and I'm getting angry. I'm getting very angry uh, that we are being pushed around by these pippet organizations that have no standing in our society, in Americana. They have no standing, but you all do. And it's, it's time to turn things around. So I, I applaud you for. Well, first of all,
4: any any officer that comes to your door with a warrant needs to be checked out to make sure that it's a Fourth Amendment warrant, correct? Fourth Article warrant.
2: Well, it's well it, it goes beyond that. And <laughs> then
4: is it yeah. when you get when you have uh, a search warrant? then isn't there supposed to be like a sheriff involved?
6: There should have been. There should have been. My sheriff should have been here. But my sheriff has turned his back on me from the start on this. If, If you want to know where this began, it began back in 2011. Department of Natural Resources decided that they wanted to work in conjunction with the pork producers of Michigan. And so they wanted no pigs being raised out on pasture, like we've done for 300 years. And so they said that pigs on pasture were a threat to the environment, and they could become feral. So they declared war on feral pigs. They came up with a list of characteristics, and if your pig has even one of those characteristics, your pig is feral. So, I mean, this is total university communism, (laughs) At work, and that's where they all come from, from Michigan State. So I think you you all should be bearing down hard on this Nasser thing and the involvement between Nasser and Shooty. That's the weak spot right there. He's the one. I mean, Nasser's a rabid dog and he bit somebody, but Shooty let him do it 275 times. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, the pig thing was uh, a real learning experience for me. I, I'm a career military, and I took the oath to protect and defend my Constitution six times in my career. But you know, I never read it, and uh, <laughs> so I protected it, and then it protected me. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at.
2: Yeah, the beauty the beauty of what we're doing here. Uh, is the fact that the, the, all of this started from assemblies? I mean, the 13 colonies, every one of them had an assembly, and the assembly picked their person to go to the federal government or to the national level government and represent them. We have, they have uh, abused that to the point that they're saying that you can't do this because of this reason and this reason, and you have no authority to get into this. Well, when you start investigating it and you find out that they're under contract, that whole system up there is under contract, and it's all pushing contract laws down onto everybody else, one of the easiest ways to really give them a a, a real instant heartburn is to say, okay, produce the contract that has my wet ink signature on it where I agreed to this because as of this moment in time, if you can't produce it, you you do not have my consent to do any of this. And they have to overcome that hurdle. Now, what we do in the assembly is we challenge that at the higher level. That's what's coming. And we just, we have to have, you know, it's, it's a numbers game. We have to have a unanimous representation of the states to, to address some of these issues in the way that they need to be addressed. And, and MSU, uh, I had heartburn with, <laughs> with their agriculture department a long time ago uh, when I first came in here because I met a guy, and he was a forestry professor. And I said, oh, well, you know about trees then? And he said, yeah. I said, well, what's wrong with these trees? Because we were standing right on, on my property, and this was in downtown Lansing. And he looked at him. and he said, well, there's nothing wrong with it. And I said, oh, yeah, there are. They're dying. I said, but you see that yellow mark on there? Why is that yellow mark on there? Who put that yellow mark on there? Well, it was trees that was being marked, that was marked to be poisoned so that they could get rid of it because the leaves dropped down and went into the street drain, ah. and they did. They killed the tree, and they came out and went as soon as, as soon as it was it was dead. They came out and cut it down. Oh. So you know, and I, you so I challenged him about that. I said, you know, they killed that tree on purpose, and the reason they did it is because it dropped leaves into that drain right there. And every year they had to send a a big vacuum truck out there and vacuum the leaves out of it. So, you know, I I had words with them and told them that uh, what they was teaching out there about selective this and that was actually harmful to nature because their choice was not God's choice to begin with. And all of those trees that were there was there originally in the... the, uh, because I had the original plot map and they had marked specific trees to remain and that was one of the trees that was chosen to remain. And it was a big, beautiful old tree, but they killed it. So anyway, I I agree with you. and, And here again, when we start demanding where they got their authority to do what they're doing, that's when this thing may roll up on itself and that's that's the hope. and, and so the foyers
4: can help themselves? Pardon? So when we we start learning how to to perform with the the foyers. Right.
2: Right. Right. We've got FOIA's that are right now in the mill. We've got several of them working we we got a backup for that that uh, I've been working on with a couple other guys that uh, we want to see how the FOIAs are going to be responded to. And if they don't want to respond to the FOIAs, then we've got another one that's in some of their own legislation that they can't ignore.
1: Motion to adjourn, Robert.
2: All right. Got a motion on the floor to adjourn.
1: Until May first, 2018, at 8 p.m. for this conference call for the Assembly.
2: Yep. Well, okay. second.
1: All
2: right. Who was that that seconded?
1: John. Uh, Nick, that's, that, that's Nick. That's it. Nick oh. made the motion. John seconded.
2: There we go. Okay. Are there any abstentions? Are there any nays? All those in favor?
5: Yeah.
0: Aye.
2: Okay, the ayes have it. Uh this ends the uh I'm April seventeenth. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: This will end the Michigan Free and Independent State Michigan General Drill Assembly conference call for Tuesday April the sixteenth. Seventeenth, excuse me. 2018 at 9.42 p.m. We'll see you back here in two weeks for May the 1st, 2018 Assembly Conference call if I meet the next guy to meet in the next get-to-meet call especially Thank you and have a good night. Please good hang night. up. Good this call night. will terminate.
5: Good night. Good
0: night. Good night. You still there, Mark? Mark.